everybody. Welcome to Drunkards Walk, the podcast. My name is Matt Hartman. I am one of your hosts for the walk through Wikipedia that we'll be taking today. And your other host, of course, is Jethro Nolan. That is my name, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I like how you rem- you remind us of that every time. I well, I, I listen. I I find a hilarious joke, and then I just repeat it until everybody around me uh, dies of exhaustion. Oh, cool. When when's that going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 not giving up hope. I, I will I will beat these dead horses as long as I need to to make mm-hmm. sure that the, I, I give it a thorough scientific experiment. I guess I meant when are you going to find a hilarious joke? Oh, zing! I see. I, I have been re-dad joked ah. by my fellow dad host. Well done, Matt. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Got you good on that one. Got you real good, you my man. You real did, in good. fact. Well, I am, I am excited to be back here. Uh, for the listener, it's only been a week, but for us, it's been a couple of weeks uh, that, we, that we, have, we took a couple of weeks off from recording because we were traveling about during this this brief respite that uh, that COVID gave us before that's, it all that, that's right rushing yeah. back <laughs> we uh, we we took a brief break uh, during uh, between before the Delta variant really took off and uh, yep. yeah I'm glad we were able to sneak something in because it's 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 like the eye of the hurricane it's it's coming back mm-hmm. with a vengeance it is it is for sure it is for sure and speaking of coming back with a vengeance Jethro I say we have a a guest with us tonight. For uh, for as to give us a topic suggestion for our destination, who we have spoken to before. What? Um, yes, he was nice enough to give us the suggestion of impossible color. And for those super fans out there, you already know who it is. It's Ken Moser. How's it going, Ken? Yay. Hey, I'm doing great, gentlemen. Welcome, welcome back to Drunkard's Walk. It's it's been a while. I think the last time we heard from you was season two. Yeah, it's been a minute for sure. There we go. Yeah. yeah. What have, what have you been up to? Anything fun? Uh, enjoying my summer. Uh, I am a, a teacher, so I've uh, had a little bit more time on my hands here and tackling some summer projects. But uh, and listening to uh, a great podcast. Oh, which one? Uh, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. That sounds good. The zing. Um, the zings are what, flowing hot and heavy today. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What kind of projects are you are you tackling? Anything you want to share, or is it all uh, personal projects? Yeah, nothing. Nothing too special. I do some oh. photography and videography, and uh, just oh. some things around the house that never get got to. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's it. Making some movies of things that, uh, that don't normally get filmed around the house. No, I love it. That's a, <laughs> that's great. That's a great idea. Taking some pictures of them too. I hope <laughs> sharing them out there. Um, well, thanks for joining us again. We do appreciate you being on and, uh, um, I, yeah, well, I guess, I mean, I just want to jump right into it, man. I want to find out where we're going. Cause, uh, that's, that's the interesting part to me. So what, what do you got in store for us? All right, gentlemen, you will be walking to former U.S. Poet Laureate Robert Pinsky. Um, Pinsky was Poet Laureate from 1997 to 2000. And I'll say, um, probably don't know too much about Poet Laureates. Maybe they kind of showed up on your map uh, with the National Youth Poet Laureate, Amanda Gorman, and the Hill We Climb from Mm -hmm. um, uh, President Biden's inauguration. But uh, Robert Pinsky has published a number of volumes of poetry, um, did a translation of Inferno, uh, and he has some special significance to me. Uh, I had some interactions with him as a high school student, uh, then through my college career, and then later as an educator. So um, he's just a really interesting guy. What what type of interactions did you have with him? Could you yeah. be more specific? Yeah, yeah. So um, he came and spoke at my high school while he was serving as poet laureate uh, as part of the favorite poem project. 
um, and he encouraged uh, public poetry readings. And uh, he wanted to see, uh, to get people out to read their favorite poems. And uh, they videoed and uh, audio recorded a number of these and added them to the National Archives. And when I heard him speak, uh, he is just a really compelling voice and just really made an impression on me. So uh, really neat seeing him as a high school student. And then um, I wrote a college uh, at a capstone course where I had to write this you know, massive rhetorical analysis and critical lens paper. And I did it on a commencement address that he gave. Uh, and then uh, as a teacher, uh, I was selected for the Poetry Institute for Educators. And I got to learn under Robert at Boston University. Very nice. Wow. Wow. So he just he just kind of keeps coming back around for you. Now, is that that's more your doing, though? I mean, obviously, the yes. the capstone you you purposely did. And then did you apply for that program specifically because he was involved? I did. I did. You know, after um, selecting that commencement address for that uh, college course, uh, you know, again, even even further, did he, he make an impression on my life mm-hmm. and uh, was really excited to get the chance to uh, take a course with him. Um, wow. He's also noteworthy because he is one of the few poets um, to hit the popular culture. And uh, he was a featured guest on an episode of The Simpsons in 2002 as well. Oh, so, is he the one who uh, read about uh, Basho and then the drunk yes. guys were like, Basho! Yeah, that's, a, yes. that's exactly it. Well done, Jeff. That, well, that's the era of The Simpsons that I watched uh, back in the 90s. So that's, I haven't, yeah. good thing it wasn't in the last 20 years because I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> sure, sure. So, but that's well, Robert. That's, that's great. That's great. So what, what is, what is kind of his, I don't know what to say, subject matter. I mean, I, I know that he's a poet, so he probably like very, but is there a particular like type of subject that he concentrates on in any way or a type of direction that he comes at things from that, 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 that you really latched onto? There's a, a piece of his called shirt that is a, sort of a deconstructionist poem and, and kind of, you know, preparing for it, I looked and it seems like they, they describe his poetry as um, celebrating the everyday. Um, mm. He's kind of a salt of the earth guy, just really, really fantastic man. Uh, but again, perhaps, you know, um, his translation of Inferno was pretty critically acclaimed. Uh, so that's perhaps uh, an avenue where people might recognize that name again, if you're in those circles. So, Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, this is great. I, I really did not know. I, I had heard his name before, but I really didn't know. Like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you why, you know, if somebody said, who's Robert Pinsky, I'd have been like, oh, it's a name that I've heard. <laughs> uh, but, um, but knowing that he's a poet laureate and, um, and, and all of this is, is, is fantastic. And we'll obviously we'll learn more about him when we reach his page. Um, the the trip obviously we we won't learn too much but uh on the next episode we'll probably talk more about him than we will now but uh <laughs> sure. but this is great um Jethro do you have any additional questions about uh about Mr. Pinsky do his poems rhyme he does do uh well it, so his uh <laughs> inferno translation was in verse form and it maintained the tersa rima uh, that that text is known for. Oh, yeah. So uh, he certainly does write at times uh, in rhyme, uh, but also free verse. So, oh, he writes at times in rhyme. I see what you kind of did there. Um, have you? Do you? Do you? Do you write any poetry? Are you? Are you a bit of a poet yourself? I, 
I, I do. I mean, I have some some pieces that I you know I toy with submitting a couple places, but uh, it's not the primary focus of my uh, creative energy for sure. But do you are any of them influenced by by Robert Pinsky, or or would you say that no, they're they're they go they go the other direction? They're they're more of the the uh, the the unordinary or the super ordinary, as some people call it. <laughs> now, I, I can't trace uh, his specific influence on my personal writing, okay. um, but I do try to incorporate his pieces whenever possible uh, with my students you know, as oh. an educator. So, excellent. Well, I've got to say that that after uh, Matt and I have have basically conquered the um, creatively fulfilling and highly lucrative uh, <laughs> venues of improv comedy and podcasting, poetry is really mm-hmm. next on the list for. Yeah. Yeah, ways, yeah. Ways to monetize your creativity. So it's yes, certainly fame sure. and uh, fortune both uh, head your way. There yeah. You yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be doing a lot of um, uh, pay-per-view uh, poetry slams, I think mm. after this, mm. uh, just because that's what, that's what people are going to really want to invest their money in. I think. Yeah. Huge, huge money in poetry based on my success so far. <laughs> um, so uh as you know, Ken, as we're walking along here, we often have a little drink with us as we go. Um, are you by chance having a drink this evening? I am. I am imbibing. Uh, Ooh, tell on, us. On this night. So um, I actually was able to uh, procure a case of Bell's Double Two-Hearted Ale, which is a ah. favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, uh, it's an 11 percenter. So might just have one of these this evening, but uh, it is a glorious, glorious beverage. Wow, that's great! I actually, yeah, I, I saw we we are Facebook friends, and I actually saw you uh, post about that. You posted a big old photo of the side of the uh, of the box there because uh, you seemed very excited about it. I am not a fan of IPAs, so uh, to me, I am just glad that you are drinking it and getting it off of the planet for us. Yeah, so amen, amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would Jeff do so post haste. Because yeah, it yeah. is delicious. Well, good, good. Do do so, please. Uh, Jethro, how about you? What are, are you drinking this evening? Uh, I, I am. I am the recent the recent uh, concluder of a gin and tonic. Uh, uh-huh. I had a little internet uh, issue at the congratulations. Beginning. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my well par- done. My parents are very proud. Uh, oh. We had to restart my internet, uh, so while I was waiting for that to re up, I I crushed it. So yeah, I'm I'm already three sheets <laughs> of the wind. So. Oh, perfect. That'll be great. That'll be, that'll be an excellent time. Well, I, I too am having a drink this evening. In fact, I'm drinking, uh, I, I mentioned, uh, we took a couple of weeks off. I, I took a little trip, uh, to the Eastern shore of Maryland. I was, uh, right on the Chesapeake Bay. We had a fantastic house that just like, you could just jump off a little hill and you would have been in the Bay. Um, and it was beautiful, but what I, one of the drinks, one of the bourbons that I really love to have with me when I go to, uh, kind of the ocean or any, saltwater area is this one called Jefferson's ocean, um, which is aged at sea. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's this really, this really fun, they take the barrels out on these boats and they go, they, they circle, they circle the globe. Um, and so it ages in the, depending on the amount of storm that there is, it, you know, rocks it and, um, it gets a little bit of a salt flavor to it because the wood kind of infuses the salt and all sorts of things like that. So, um, one of my favorites to drink, uh, I don't have it often because I only really get it when I go on vacation, but because I'm home now, um, it is a cask strength. So it is a, uh, 56 percenter, um, and this particular bottle is from voyage 21. So if anybody else uh, drinks this stuff. That's the voyage that this particular bottle is from. Any other Voyage Twenty One fans out there? Yeah, yeah. If there are, and and you know what? There's nothing better uh, than 
pairing a pretentious ice ball with a pretentious bourbon that has a pretentious story to it. Uh, mm. That's that's the best pretension yeah, that, around. That's what you do with that big podcast funny. There you mm-hmm. go. And, yeah. and, and this right. is the one where we're going from ragamuffin cat to mm-hmm. the poet laureate Robert Pinsky. So that's a... <laughs> We don't get more highfalutin than that, folks. No, you really don't. You really, really don't. Well, Ken, I want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, giving us this Robert Pinsky topic to venture off to. Um, It's great talking to you. Uh, Hopefully, um, Delta will go away and Lambda will stay quiet. And uh, maybe we'll see each other in person sometime again soon. I'd like that very much. Good luck to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, well, well. Here we find ourselves yet again, Mr. Hartman. Yes, I have found myself. And and look, there you are. And not unlike your salted bourbon, we are about to go on a voyage (laughs) of another kind. All right. Indeed. So we're starting uh, your our last guest was, in fact, your daughter. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Oh, I do. I do very I do very well. Yes. But she first of all, she wouldn't be quiet. Uh, She just kept talking (laughs) at the beginning of the thing. And Mm. uh she gave us Ragamuffin Cat. She did. She did. And we're going we're gonna to go there to Robert Pinsky, as you mentioned. And uh, before we do, though, we have to write down our predictions on oh, how, that's right. how many steps it'll take us. We do. Uh, yes, you've already forgotten the format of the show. I, I, it, we so. took, took a few weeks off, and my, my brain has been uh, completely uh, rewired, rebuilt. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens here. <laughs> so go right. ahead and write that down. I have written down my prediction and I am ready when you are, sir. I likewise am ready. Um, All right. And I got to say, uh, in terms of predictions of possible routes, yep. we're already on a cat. We're going to poetry, mm-hmm. uh, poetry later. I'm thinking T.S. Eliot may be in our oh. future. I mean, it it could be the case. Uh, cats, cats and poetry go together like um, Andrew Lloyd Webber in the stage. So. Um, I see. I see what you did. There. See let's you see. Did. <laughs> let's see so much. I, uh, I'm, I'm noticing here that the ragamuffin is a breed of domestic cat, mm-hmm. once considered to be a variant of the ragdoll, but was established as a separate breed in 1994. So not too long ago uh, in our lifetime, the ragamuffin uh, established its own breed. Uh, that's fantastic. And let's let's remember that breed is really uh, an arbitrary delineation of some cats uh, and not really anything that's represented biologically. Um, that's right. That's the, right. Uh, not linked here, so we can't even go and check out if that's true. But uh, uh, it's linked. it's you know it's true, Matt, because I just said it. Um, oh, true. Yeah, that's that's right. I forgot. I forgot that everything you say is is correct. Yeah. It, it is. It's a form of effect. Uh, I will say yeah. that their eyes can be any solid color, with some exhibiting heterochromia. And if you hover over heterochromia, mm-hmm. which is the last mm-hmm. link in the general description section, you yeah. see. And, and let's let's be clear that all cats are evil. Um, but the, Come on the cat that is pictured here is particularly evil in that it has a bright yellow and a bright blue eye. And it's it's the kind of cat that makes you uh, want to uh, be one of those religious people who are like, let's let's drown all the cats. I'm not saying mm. we should drown all the cats. I'm just saying that mm. it's understandable that someone mm. would have that impulse. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least at least my cat wasn't uh, barking the entire time that our guest was talking. Oh man, Hello. I I was wondering if you guys heard that. Uh, yeah, my cat. Yeah. We just we just had our cat fixed, and she is your cat. She is barks barking like crazy. That that yeah. joke that joke actually is uh, from 
Murder by Death by Neil Simon. Oh, uh, oh, that's a that's that is one I haven't seen in a long time. But a, I, I have a, a friend is a huge fan of that movie, and uh, uh, I saw it in college. So. You have you have two friends that are huge fans of that movie. Oh, Although well, I, I I am hesitant to watch it again because of mm. like so many of the comedies of my youth, yeah. it almost certainly has not aged well. And it will only remind me of what a horrible human being I have been my entire life by being insensitive to the many injustices and insensitivities in uh, one of my favorite pieces of media. That is certainly possible. Um, So I want to point out that there aren't a lot of uh, links off of here. One of them is the International Ragdoll Cat Association. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, it just takes you to ragdoll. I thought it was going to actually, like, I thought there was an actual Wikipedia page for the IRCA, but no. Yes. No. And and sadly, it, you made me think that there was an international ragtime cat association. And I was really hoping there were a lot of Scott Joplin cat playing yeah. uh, folks out there. Like most of the links off of here are to cat related things. Color points is a specific point colorization uh, referring to an animal coat. The uh, Cat pedi- Fanciers Association. Yeah. The Cat Fanciers is on here. Pedigreed, domestic long hair. The uh, Governing Burman, Council of the Cat Fancy. Which yeah. sounds, which sadly, it's a link to a page that does not exist, which I don't even mm-hmm. know why Wikipedia has that. Uh, no, but boy, do I wish that existed because I would love to to meet the, uh, I'd just be a fly on the wall for one of those meetings. So I, I will I will say uh, lilac is on here, which flowers, flowers makes me think poetry, but eh, feels, feels rough. Um, one of the things that we could do, and I'm not saying we should, but we could do is that United States is linked on here, which would certainly get us to the U.S. Poet Laureate. Um, but that's a little geographical for me. So it's, it's very geographical. But given that most of our <laughs> most of our other outgoing links are uh, different cat affiliated associations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that we have entirely too much choice. We don't have a lot of choice. I mean, we can certainly try to go through like heterochromia. And try to get to like because that page may have a lot of different things on it, just as lilac may, right? So if we go through something like that, that may be the way out of here into something that is not cat related, uh, at the very least. So, but if you know, if you felt like United States was the way to go, I mean, I live in the United States. I, I've I've I was born in the United States. Uh, I will likely die in the United States. So wow, you know. that's dark. Hmm. You don't know where you're going to die, Matt. I, I'm just telling you. Uh, well, I'm just saying likely. I'm just saying I've spent enough time here that the odds are. I feel like I'm not going to die in the United States. Like I've all no. I've done is every day I've been in the U.S. I've been living. I feel like I've got a a completely unruined streak, and it's yeah, it's more likely that I'm going to die somewhere else. I like I like the uh, the odds that you're using here. I like the statistics. Um, yeah. I like the path that you've taken. Thank you. I don't think you're right. Um, Let's. Well, what do you think do. here then? What, where, what do you where, like? Where's the link to United States? First of all, it is right under the the um, initial photo for the ragamuffin uh, of the little white cat there, and it says origin United States, and then it's linked. So, do you feel like you want to go geographical, or do you want to risk it through a lilac or a heterochromia? Uh well, I, I'm going to go ahead and veto heterochromia because I, I I've already seen that freaky looking cat uh, more than I care to. <laughs> And it's it's disconcerting because not only is it a freaky looking cat, it's got totally white fur. So it's it's not albinism, but it is it is like mm-hmm. one one not shy of albinism. So it is a very disconcerting cat uh, to look at. 
Uh, it is, but keep in mind that that photo is not representative. It's not like hetero, heterochromia is only found in cats, right? Like it can be found anywhere. It's just a variation in color, coloration. It's yes. Yeah. I, um, I know my Greek roots. Yes. Thank I'm you. I'm just very saying, much. but my point is they've that it could chosen, just be, they've chosen a cat to represent it. They did. It is, a, did. it is a very frightening looking animal. And all right. I'm very disturbed by that. So I would You're say, by it. Okay. so since I have vetoed thoroughly a heterochromia, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, yeah. I, I know that by talking about it this much, that our listeners are are going to go directly there to see what I'm so frightened of. And many mm-hmm. of them will probably send me DMs of this picture. Um, it'll, it'll be my new David S. Pumpkins. Um, so- Boy, uh, I sure do hope so. Yeah, I, indeed. I sure do hope so. Yeah. By the way, uh, fr- friends and relations, when somebody says that they really hate a thing- what you should do is every chance you get is mention mm-hmm. that thing to that person uh, mm-hmm. as frequently as possible. It's a joke yeah. that never gets old at all. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, there we go. So a hilarious joke that you will beat into the ground uh, until people are dead or oh, whatever. I, I see. I see what you did there. You've, mm-hmm. I've been hoisted on my own petard. Um, ah, petard. Petard. Uh, yeah. So since I have vetoed heterochromia, I'm going to let you yep. pick between lilac and United States, and I'm okay with Ooh. either. Ooh, ooh, see what I did okay. there? Flip the script. I, I do, put the pressure on I do. you. You've, you've put it all on me. You know, I feel like United States is the faster path. So it, in, in the spirit of the podcast, I feel like I should choose it. But because I hate going the geographical route, I'm going to pick lilac. Oh, I see. So, so you're abandoning the mission of the podcast just to m- meet your own whims and preferences. All right. All right. I see that. I see that. Lilac well, it is. The podcast is my own whim. Uh, so in a way, I'm abandoning my whim for my whim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we say whim? I, I believe we just have. Uh, whim, whim, whim. So whim, 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 here whim. is a fun fact about the lilac page. Yeah, what's up? Is that really it's about the color lilac rather than mm-hmm. the flower. Um, it is. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing um, because... Uh, it would have been nice to have gone to the flower because, but I don't know if you know this about poetry. First of all, my dog, big fan. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's your, your dog loves it. Constant, constant barking in the background. Uh, wait, I thought that was your cat. Uh, right. You've again, you've caught me in a lie. Uh, okay. A lie lacking yes. in, uh, I, I gave up on that bit halfway through. Thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> you're quite welcome. So poets also write about colors, not just flowers. So here they we are. They do. They do. Although I do want to point out that English language is linked on here. Is it? Um, yeah. Which may be the way to go. Uh, the the lilac breasted roller is also linked, which mm-hmm. beautiful bird. Hey, if you want to get the picture of that cat out of your brain, go mouse over the lilac breasted roller and you'll have something beautiful to think about where, where where is it referenced in what section uh, of down the page? in nature is the section that you will find it oh look at that that's a handsome fella isn't it look at that beautiful bird i tell you what you know no. oh oh no oh the lilac breasted roller just got eaten by a, a cat with oh. heterochromia it's <laughs> oh, sad no. i thought oh, it was God. just a picture and it turned out to be a kid no, oh, that's, that's a, yeah um, there's Crayola linked on here as well. And the magic scent specialty box of colors mm. introduced by Crayola. Um, so crayons are in here. Uh, in fact, lilac is listed as a Crayola, a specific Crayola color. So there's, there's lilac and as like 
the actual color. And then there's the Crayola lilac, which is like a bright lilac. And sadly, no reference to the uh, the Adam West Batman era villain, Louis the Lilac, who was played by... Um, <laughs> wow. God, what was his name? Um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Milton Burl. Milton Burl. Oh, Milton Burl. Wow. Louis the Lilac. That was... Uh, I don't even remember that. No, don't you know what? Maybe it, maybe, no, maybe it was Roddy McDowell. No, Roddy McDowell was Bookworm. And, mm. uh, Milton Burl was Louis the Lilac. I'm 78%. Certainly. Okay. Well, flowers is linked on here. So if we did want to try to get through flower, we could, but I feel like English or English language is probably the better way to go. No, I, I agree with you there. I think English language is probably going to get us uh, closer to poetry, uh, okay. which will get us to uh poet laureate. So English language. So there, first of all, there's only like four uh, colors listed here in the variation. So there's pale lilac, bright lilac, mm-hmm. rich lilac, and yep. French lilac. And curiously sure. enough, French lilac is the one that has the link to the English language. Yeah, there's actually also a link to it up at the top. The first recorded use of lilac as an English color name was in 1775. Ah, there you Uh, go. It takes you to the same place, which is actually just English, um, the language English. So are we clicking on that? Let's do it. English it is. Um, English and, oh, and it does take us to a page that's called English language. So there you go. Fantastic. And this is not our first visit to a language page. I believe we visited the French language page. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I believe we did uh, back. Uh, did we? No, I think we went to French speaking. Oh, we, we did go to French. I don't remember. We, we definitely went to French speaking countries or something like that. Or, or I don't remember. Yeah, it was something along those lines, though. But uh, that was this season, in fact. And I've already forgotten. Uh, I can probably look. I can, I can look at my uh, spreadsheet here. Let me see. France. I have France. Uh, French people. I have, oh, French language. Yep, there it is. French language. You got it. You yes. nailed it. I am so very happy that I nailed got it. Got it in one. Um, so do you think that we have... Is there something about poetry on this page? I would think that there's got to be uh, something somewhere in terms of you like, now a lot of this is is like about syntax and vocabulary mm-hmm. and, and yep. origins and such like that. But I, I would think that at, at, at a certain point, they've got to go to like the writing of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. English. We've got the, the angles, the Saxons, the jutes. Oh, I love the jutes. Uh, the Visigoths, the Ostrogoths, are they anywhere? I will say uh, this uh, for, everywhere. For, for our podcast. I, I don't know if I've mentioned the great courses uh, before, but uh, I think they've recently rebranded and I don't know their new name, but the great courses has like a list of like classes that are like basically like half hour college level lectures on various topics. And mm-hmm. usually they have like a lot of DVDs and, and CDs available at the library on them. If you don't want to do the, uh, their app, but mm-hmm. I listen, I listened to like one 30 lecture course on the history of the English language. That was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, folks, check it out. Yeah. Un, un, um, un, unpaid for plug. You know what I'm finding on here quite a bit are uh, names of authors and mm-hmm. writers. Um, and uh, he mentioned that um, the Inferno, that he did a... a uh, Dante's what, Inferno, what, yes. Yeah, he, he did a, um, what was it? An interpretation of the a, Inferno? A translation, I believe. A, a translate, do you say a translation? Um, okay, what, in what language was the Inferno originally? What did, what did Dante write I'm, in? I, I, believe, I believe Italian. Italian. Dante so Alighieri. 
probably won't be on here. Uh, I do see the Canterbury Tales. There you go. Are on here. Um, Juan the Taper with a shorter suitor. The drought of Marsh had pierced to the ruta, or some such. If my what's happening? What are you? What are you uh, okay? So that was are you the, speaking in tongues. So yeah, tongues? yes. Uh, so we did a lot of that in Texas when I was growing up. But the um, one of the one of the things I did in eleventh grade, I think, was memorize the uh, prologue to the Canterbury Tales in mm. uh, Middle English. So, got it. And got fortunately, it. Yeah. there was yeah. there was nobody around uh, to correct me if I got it wrong. I mean, my my teacher sure. was old; she wasn't that old. <laughs> Um, I see William Shakespeare is on here. Uh, now, William Shakespeare definitely wrote some poetry. Oh, um, yeah. Some sonnets, if you will. Uh, so that's that's a path. Um, it sure is. is have, the, you seen, have you seen poetry itself on here yet? Because I, uh, I, I mean, I, I see poetry everywhere, uh, Matt. So it, it's really mm. something that I've mm-hmm. uh, completely mm-hmm. embraced. And Yeah, you've done, that's great. <laughs> I really do. You've, do, you've done a, a great thing there for the, um, for the rest of us. So I do see a, on the Proto-Germanic to Old English section, I do see yeah. a link to the epic poem Beowulf. And yes. both epic poem and Beowulf are separate links. Epic poem uh, being the one that I would recommend that we would try. Epic poem, I see. Because, because it gets us into poetry um, more directly than, if we go to Shakespeare, we'll have to get to poetry from Shakespeare. Uh, so, yeah, well, it's not the type of poetry we need, uh, I don't think, but it is definitely poetry of a type. So it is, that may be, that may definitely be the way to go. I'm just, I'm looking to make sure that there's no other, uh, link to actual poetry. I mean, this is a very long page folks. Like there are things on here about the Canadian shift. Uh, there's the estuary English, the African-American vernacular. You can, you can get it all, uh, on this word page. origins. So in case you're wondering, word uh, origins, yeah. uh, sources of language of the English vocabulary, uh, Latin, 29%, old sure. French, including Anglo-French, 29%, Germanic mm-hmm. languages, 26%, um, oh. Greek, 6%, other languages unknown, 6%, and derived mm. from proper names, 4%. Four wow. percent of English language words are derived from proper names. That seems absurdly high. You think that? You think that seems high? Yeah. Oh, I don't think that seems. I mean, high. I mean, There's all I kinds know, of things. Oh yeah, there are a lot of words, but th- but that's like learning that there was a guy like named Jeff Doorway who invented the door. I mean, there's got to be so many of those. Uh, I think that there are. I think that I think there's a lot more than you than you think there are. I think that that is. I well, mean, they're clearly, clearly there that's are. why I'm reacting with such surprise and alarm. Yeah. Although the I, first person I, I, who ever uh, discovered surprise was a Charlie Surprise way back. Then. <laughs> it's a Charlie Surprise. All right. Uh, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good name to have. Uh, and they, you know, what he also had a lot of surprise parties, uh, yeah. which I think was there. You go. Their 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 parties. People think that you have to surprise people at those parties. No, they actually just have to be like the ones that he used to throw. Exactly. That's that's it's how it's the meaning has changed over time. Yeah. yeah. Like every one of Charlie Surprise's parties was well planned in advance and everybody knew it about was. it. There were and, invitations and to were, everyone, including were, the guest of honor. They were yeah. so happy to see him that they'd be like, surprise. Yep. And that's, that's yes. how it got. Okay. I see how yep. it is. Yeah. yeah people you. people were confused by that. But that, you know, people are. And if, uh, if you're enjoy, if you're enjoying this, I will say that Matt and I do have a spinoff uh, podcast called False Etymologies. That is just <laughs> us making up uh, completely untrue uh, stories of word origins that uh, will be available for premium subscribers subscribers in the fall. 
There, there's a fantastic section of this page uh, where there are speech examples um, of different British accents, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a bunch of audio files of all sorts of different accents, and then American accents as well. Fantastic! Um, it's it's great. It's uh, so in in that uh, great courses course that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, there's a story about some uh, sailors who left the north of England and then uh, hit stormy weather and got blown ashore, and they had assumed that they had landed on continental Europe because they couldn't understand uh, the speech of the, of the locals there, but it turns out they were only about half an hour south, still on the <laughs> island of England. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ain't it though? Um, so what, one thing I will say is that there are some people linked in these, um, in, in these clips, and one of them is George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Now here's, here's my argument for following the George W. Bush route. Mm-hmm. Is that I believe the president of the United States is the one who awards the poet laureate position title. Yeah. And so if we were to go to a president of the United States, poet laureate would probably be linked on the page, which then would get us to Robert Pinsky. So that is certainly a possibility. Um thank you. I, I think it is too. I, I acknowledge the the that. I acknowledge that you have a presented a logical case. My only concern is that the president of the United States, and we know this having having been to the pages of a couple of them, those yeah. pages tend to be very long because the president, mm-hmm. I, and again, I don't know if you know how much the job entails, but typically involves mm-hmm. a lot more than appointing the poet laureate. Well, so, about 4% of it is uh, proper names. That is so, that is a lie. Um, you know. So my, my, my biggest concern with that, it, that the nomination of the poet laureate is unlikely to be a fact that is presented on the uh, president's page. Whereas Mm. if we go to a poetry related page, that feels like, hey, poetry is already important on those pages. So we're gonna increase the number of, so let me me put it to you Mm. another way. If we go to epic poem, how many poetry related links do you think there are gonna be on that page? A lot or a little? The answer is a lot. You're waiting too long. You should have answered. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying there won't be poetry related links on that page. All right. So, so my second, my, but my how, sec, but how Let far... me finish my point. Let me finish my point. The second question is: If we go to George W. Bush, how many yeah. poetry and, per, and let's call it out, particularly George W. Bush, not okay. known as the most literate of presidents, uh, how many poetry related uh, links do you think there are going to be on that page? Probably fewer, but I guess what I'm trying to figure is what is the connection between epic poem and poet laureate of the United States? You know what I mean? Like, like the actual connection, like where would you go to? But so, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think if you went to the poetry Wikipedia page, it would have a link to poet laureate? Possibly. And I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just asking if you think it would. I, I think it's a strong possibility because it's going to talk about how poetry, you know, the history of poetry is going to talk about mm-hmm. famous poets. It's going to talk about uh, institutions that that acknowledge. And, and it, I mean, it's going to have the poet equivalent of the Cat Fanciers Association. So it's <laughs> so it's going to have I mean, the poet, the poet fanciers yeah. association. Whereas uh, George Bush's poetry references, if they don't link the poet laureate that he appointed, whoever that may have been, um, right. then it's probably going to be like, hey, here's this one limerick he liked. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, he did he did like a good limerick. Who doesn't? Uh, but yeah, so I would say epic poem wins for me over George Bush. And the the only the only thing nice about going to the George W. Bush page is that it's going to link to Obama. Um, so how how would that help us? Oh, it, it's not going to help us at all. But it that oh, you just like the rather fact than that thinking connected. about George W. Okay. Bush, I'd much rather be thinking about Obama. I see. I understand. Okay. Well, uh, tell you what, I you know you deferred to me for lilac. I will defer to you for uh, epic, epic poem. poem. Um, so where was that again? Was up so if you, top, it, right? yeah, it's up near the top, uh, when it talks about the old Germanic into English. Yeah. I see it in a photo. Yeah. Proto-Germanic to old English. So about the oh, uh, epic poem, I yeah, see it. Epic yep. poem, Beowulf, uh, and we're right. on epic poem. We are indeed. And we have. And epic. we have, and it's done. And here we are. And look at that, poem. a link to poet laureate uh right away what no i'm kidding so in in genres uh yeah. sorry in major forms there is a link to poetry which mm-hmm. is the larger form of literature so there we go we we do have a link to dante here uh dante alighieri the uh author of inferno which robert pinsky had had done uh the translation as we know I see so that gives us another option we've got a link to you, george george w bush so that that works uh, what wait oh I'm, oh look, he wrote an epic poem look at he, that he did that's what the iraq war was all about he wanted wow. to get a copy of the epic of gilgamesh so he could oh, oh. Did, speaking of the epic of gilgamesh did speaking you see of. that um the right-wing craft store hobby lobby had to surrender a copy of the Epic of Gilgamesh that they had uh, illegally uh, or, or had been obtained after had, it had been illegally taken from Iraq? Uh, no. Yeah. So the IRS, uh, I guess, found out that this thing had been stolen in the aftermath of the Gulf War, and they forced the Hobby Lobby to turn it over. Why did the Hobby Lobby have it? Because really rich people like to uh, protect their wealth by putting them in very uh, uh, unre- unreproducible objects like paintings and sure. statues and stuff. And that makes sure. it easier to move around and, and, uh, shield from taxation and such. Huh? Or yeah. the people at Hobby Lobby just really love the Epic of Gilgamesh. I mean, certainly a possibility, right? Indeed. 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 Um, so do you feel that poetry is the way to go? Or do you think that Dante is the way to go? Because I mean, Dante is going to get us to the Inferno and the Inferno, I, I would think that the Inferno page would talk about Robert Pinsky's translation, because that, you know, as he said, that was one of the things that he was kind of known for. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you scroll down under the sea also, there, yeah. there are a couple of other links that deserve consideration. One of which is national poet. National poet. Ah, yeah. so and that, that, national that kind poet of... or national bard is a poet held by tradition and popular acclaim to represent the identity beliefs and principles of a particular national culture. So now that I've actually read that, oh, but uh, the national, po- and again, this is all part of uh, podcast law. We can read the entire yes. uh, thing. Yes. It does say the yep. national poet as culture hero is a longstanding symbol to be distinguished from the successive holders of a bureaucratically appointed poet laureate. Um, so if poet laureate is a link from national poet, then boom, we're there at uh, lists of poet laureates. So if you're looking at that, so so National Poet is one, Poet Laureate is two, Robert Pinsky is, so that's three more links. If we would go to Dante and then to Inferno and then to Robert Pinsky, that'd be three more links. Yeah. If we were to go to Poetry, 
to poet laureate to so it's three more links any of the ways that we go if we think that they that, that so those things are on these pages. it's it's matching sets of threes or as ken yep. mentioned earlier tears arima uh, i believe is, is how it's called wow. um Yikes. okay I, I will say that we we might want to take a quick look around to see if uh inferno is listed here um yeah because I, I was, tr- oh, I was divine, trying divine comedy is listed divine comedy is listed i did not see inferno i did see divine comedy and i did see dante yeah but the divine comedy is a trilogy and inferno is like the 800 pound gorilla of the trilogy it's not like a lot of people are reading purgatorio in junior high that's true so you think that so is it so it's possible that we go to divine comedy and pinsky's on that page it's possible it's possible uh, I, I would i would say uh, actually since, we could go to we could go to dante and pinsky could be on that page it's possible he could be Although I will say that when I was in high school and I read uh, the, uh, or, or rather, I should be more more accurate. When I was assigned to read uh, Dante's Inferno, it mm-hmm. was the uh, John Ciardi uh, um, translation, not the Pinsky one. Well, um, Pinsky may not may not have done it by that point. I don't it, know when when he did that translation. It's true. It's true. It was, this would have been in uh, 1990, 91, that era. Right. So I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like perhaps he did it later. It's true. Which is a shame because I, I don't I, know. I, I'm not going to go back and I, I've I've successfully got out of high school with reading virtually none of the books I was assigned uh, oh, in in well, English class. Well and well done. Thank, thank you. Uh, your parents are very proud. They Again. they, they um, really are. All, all so, I learned in high school English was how to game the system. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean that's really what you learn in school, isn't it? I mean, isn't this is why, true. This is that true. why we're in school <laughs> because any of that knowledge that we were supposed to get we would forgotten anyway so um i i yeah i'm inclined to to do a dante or a divine comedy um that's 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 my feeling on this i I would i would say divine comedy um because we're we're no further away from it we we stand a significant we're we're closer to the action that robert pinsky took by going to the work itself rather than uh um to Dante, because we can get to Inferno from either of them. And quite frankly, correct. I, I can't see the um, Divine Comedy page not containing the vast majority of whatever's on the Inferno page. All right. Well, let's do it then. Divine Comedy is where we are headed. Indeed. The Divine Comedy, or Divina Commedia, is a long Italian Ooh. narrative poem by Dante Alighieri, uh, begun in 1308 and completed in 1320, a year before his death. Thank goodness. Wow. Oh goodness, yeah. Uh, uh, it is. It is divided into three parts, as it says: Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. There you go. Uh, so Inferno is structure and story. One point one. There's Inferno, mm-hmm. and it's just talking about the story. It just talks about the um, the actual the, story. There is there is a link to English translations. Yes, yes, I I see that. So I mean that may that may be where we head. Uh, I'm looking up history here though with manuscripts, early printed editions, uh, thematic concerns, scientific themes. Matt, yeah, I have exciting news for you. What is the exciting news that you have? Well, if you go down to the English translation section, there's a table, and do you know who's yeah. not on that table? Who's not? Robert Pinsky is not on that table. Oh, great. Uh, you know who is on that table? 
Who's that? John Chiardi, the guy who wrote the translation that I was assigned to have read. However, yeah. I have some I have some good news for you. Yeah, what's that? It, is that if you go above that table, yes, there's a paragraph in which it talks about the modern poets who have translated it, including Seamus Haney, John Chiardi, who I believe is who you just spoke of, right? I, I'm I'm pronouncing it Chiardi, not because I know that that Chiardi. is right, but okay. just because I'm I'm sticking with my guns. But Matt, there's a name between those two names. There is. It's Robert Pinsky. Yeah, and it's also listed yes. below the table, uh, uh, which says another of Umber, other translators, such as Robert Pinsky, have translated the Inferno only. Oh, Robert perfect. Pinsky, here we are. We Robert did it. Robert Pinsky. Well, well, well. We meet again, Mr. Pinsky. Look at that handsome devil. Look, look at that. Well, he is uh, served as the Poet Laureate Consultant in Poetry to the Library of Congress. Fantastic. Indeed, it says that here. Um, there's the Inferno. He talks about it. And uh, yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to assume it mentions something about him being on The Simpsons as well uh, at some point. Maybe. What, yep. There one it would, is. The one would hope. TV one show. would hope. Yeah. Yeah, 2002, actually. Yeah, he did say 2002. You said you were watching in the 90s. I think uh, you must have watched a little into the 2000s, too. It's possible. I mean, I I remember very, yeah, I remember very clearly it it was like Homer or somebody at college and they went to a poetry reading and they were all like these frat bros who were like uh, drinking beer and uh, going wild to a poetry reading the way they would to a football game. Hence the hilarious uh, juxtaposition of two cultures uh, which is a commentary on society, the kind that The Simpsons is excellent at. Yeah, it was the 20th episode of the 13th season. So um, I would not have been watching by then. I definitely stopped sometime around nine or 10. So uh, <laughs> that's probably why I didn't uh, recognize it. But there you go. We have made it. We have arrived. There's all kinds of things here for, to help us out for next week. So when it is uh, that time next week, we will take a closer look. But now it is time to take a closer look at the numbers we have predicted. Oh man. And the and the and the numbers of steps it has taken us to get here. So, let's do that now. Uh how how do you want to go about this? You want me to tell you mine? Uh feel free. You you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine and then you can tell me what the right answer was. Okay, so I uh I predicted 5. Excellent excellent call on your part. I predicted 4 and I expect that uh that 5 is going to be our winner today. Let us see. One, two, three, four. It is five on the nose, oh! baby. I I was I was so in love with the T. S. Eliot cat's root that I thought we were going to get in there, uh, <laughs> lickety split like that. But I was a little too uh, aggressive. It's true. Well, I you know I took you through lilac instead of uh, the United States, and um, that probably that probably did it. Uh, indeed, indeed. The yeah. US. Let, let's let's give it a, a quickie quickie look here to what links here to Robert Pinsky. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, take a take a gander that. at that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see if uh, if George W. Bush would have gotten us in here. That's what I want to take a look at. List of English language poets would get us here. Uh, Robert, see, I don't Frost. believe I don't be, I don't believe that thing anymore. But uh, so that's why I'm. It's it's it, poet laureate definitely gets us here. Boston University, Sean Penn gets us here. Really? Yeah. There's a lot. There's definitely a lot of poets that get us here. Um, spoken word. Uh, Gwendolyn Brooks. Yeah, you'll be happy to know that George W. Bush's page does not contain the word poet anywhere on it. Uh-huh. Well, I'm shocked by that information. No, I didn't think you'd be too surprised. But, there you uh, go. 
All right, then. Um, there is there is a link on the United States page for American poetry. Uh, the poet Walt Whitman is also linked on there. So, you know, maybe we could have gotten there through then. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's Indeed. to say? Who's to say? Uh, well, uh, I, I, I mean... I'm thrilled that this worked out the way that it well, did. Well, indeed. And all I can say is that uh, when we were on the original page, that there were there were two paths that diverged in a, in a shaded wood, and, and we took the one less traveled by, and I believe that's made all the difference. Hey, everybody. Matt Hartman again for Drunkard's Walk. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, of course, a thank you to Jesse Ali for our theme music and Nick Harmio for our artwork. A thank you to Ken Moser for being our guest this week. And a reminder to all of you that if you'd like to be our guest, you can go ahead and uh, send us an email at drunkardswalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at drunkardsp. Find us on Instagram at drunkardswalkpodcast. Um, give us a review. Give us a rating, please, if you haven't done that yet, uh, because it really does help us get the word out and uh, the algorithms and everything like that through Apple and all the other podcast sites. Um, the more something is reviewed and the more ratings it has, the better chance that they will recommend it to other listeners who actually um, maybe don't know us. And hey, maybe you don't know us. And if that's the case, drop us a line. Tell us hello. We'd love to get to know you. love to get to meet you. I know a lot of our listeners are people that we already know. Um, so we're always excited when we find out that there's somebody that we haven't met that we could meet. And hey, maybe you've got a topic suggestion. So just let us know. We'd love to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon. Oh no, another mess in the car? How will you ever get that grape juice stain out before the big meeting on Thursday? Don't fret, get Dundo. Dundo will help you just the way you need. Exclusive and proprietary Dundo never lets you down. So before the big boss meets you, have her meet Dundo and be impressed. Remember, use the code YAPPLEDAPPLE at checkout to get Dundo free for 30 days. Dundo, because you can't know if you don't know.